episode 94 we are your gaming and geek culture podcast my name is ryan as always i'm joined by andy hey and biff como estas fancy yeah i know you spoke italian yeah yeah Uh, i've I've been practicing (laughs) nice so if you enjoy our content you can find a bunch of other great geeky related content podcasts articles and more over at geekade.com what's your geek I'm going to apologize up front. My mic blew out for this episode, so I'm using the C920 to record this. So I'm going to sound worse than ever, I'm guessing. We'll see. We'll see how it comes out the mix. But I was really we'll curious the- how you're going to do this. I thought you were going to like press your face up against the, the camera and be like, I'm using this <laughs> microphone. <laughs> well, this webcam is meant for streaming, so it's got pretty good range, at least. It, it won't be what the Yeti had but yeah maybe there will be less of my like nasally laughs and grunts in there so there's that there's that there's that so what's happened i feel like a lot happened in two weeks things i remember a lot of it yeah i think the big burning question that i have uh for you mr ryan yes adventures of link did you beat it um, no, so I started it last week. I took Friday afternoon off. I was just like, my give a damn's busted at work. So I'm going to go home and I'm going to start playing this thing. And I sunk a few hours into it. And I'm at like the, I'm just getting past the like cave mine door thing. I'm still liking it. I mean, I see where the frustrations are, but like, I can't shake the things that made me appreciate it when I was a kid. Give it time. And that, and that is like, I don't, I don't, you can say whatever you want with the gameplay. You'd be the worst gameplay in the world, but it still like gave you Link. Like you gotta, I mean, you couldn't have presented that game in that world in a better format with large pixels, I don't think, on the NES. And I think that's like, that's the stuff I like. Plus, I, I, I liked running into that dude that's like, I am error. I forgot about that. It was, <laughs> right. That's pretty good. But no, I, I haven't gotten back to it. I, I was going to do that this week, and then there was some stuff. They came up, and I've just not uh, not been up to doing a lot. So I've been going to bed at like eight. So going back to that error thing, I I thought that was an error, and wasn't really sure until you actually like meet his brother or friend. That's like, oh, did you meet my brother, Eric? Well, it so. actually it actually is an error. I think I think what happens is like if you're missing the code that it points to, it defaults to error. Really uh, was my understanding, so that oh. like it just plays out that it works because you can point back to error because sure. it's still missing the source. <laughs> oh, that's thing. so interesting. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. At least that's what I heard on. Well, I don't know. Was it like gaming historian or something? Somebody covered it a while back. It seemed somewhat interesting. Yeah. yeah, I didn't want to go three podcasts in a row talking about this game, but I was like, yeah. I need to know if your heart has changed yet, and it hasn't. So, oh, we so can this move is. On. No, we can talk. Well, this will be a fun story. This isn't something we normally talk about on the show, but since you kind of like accidentally segued into that, so I didn't get to finish this game because I spent um, like six hours in the ER on Monday. Um, so I'll keep it brief, but like basically, I was at work like one thirty, and I started feeling like a little weird, like a little lightheaded, right? So I had one earbud in, listening to podcasts like I always do. So I take that out, and I'm like. No, I still feel kind of like maybe I had like an ear infection or something. So then I 
walk down the hall. I'm using the bathroom. I noticed like on my walk back, I'm like, I'm a little like disconnected of sorts and like a little maybe drunk or high or, you know, that sort of feeling. And then sitting at my desk, keep working, reading emails, not nothing stressful. Uh, and then I'm like touching my face and you know how like when you've had like Novocaine or something and you touch yourself, uh, that's how my face started to feel. And I was like, huh, weird. Keep working. Minutes are going by. I'm like, Hey, my hands are, my arms and my hands are tingly. Oh, no. Um, I don't like know what's happening. So like I'm whenever I'm like, this is probably nothing like trying to be logical about it. And I'm like feeling my chest and my chest fine. Like I'm like, Clearly nothing like this will be gone in 10 minutes. And then like, it really gets weird. And I'm like feeling myself like sort of like, I don't know if you've read the feeling where you like start to realize you're slipping maybe uh, out of consciousness potentially. Uh, and then my heart, I realize now at this point is just like going a million miles an hour. And I had like an oh shit moment where I'm like, well, I might pass out and die on this floor. So I either need to call 911 or my boss is the only other person up in the office. So like, I like stumble my way over to his office. He's a, he's door closed on a meeting. I'm like, knock, 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 throw the door. Open. I'm like, I gotta go to the hospital. Like, I don't know, stroke, heart attack. I can't feel things. And then he's like, need a ride? I'm like, uh-huh, uh-huh, ride. So he fucking gets me down to his car, drives me the two blocks over to the hospital. I get to the emergency room. By the time I'm checking in, everything's shaking, right? Like they're putting the pulse thing on me and my hands are going nuts. Get into the ER, they hook me up to like an EKG machine. Start doing blood work. Um, and then, like, I don't know, it, it passed after like an hour and a half. And then I felt not great for a couple hours after that. And then I kind of got back to normal, but I was like, wiped. Um, and the doctor was pretty honest up front. He's like, if it's a cardiovascular thing, like, unless you're here hooked up to machines, we have very little we can do for you to tell you what happened. He's like, what I think happened is this SVT thing. Well, like, it, it can happen randomly. There's nothing you can do to prevent it, and it happens generally people your age. I'm for anyone listening, I'm in my upper thirties. Um so he he's like, Yeah, it's just it varies, you know, from people. And I think that's what happened to you, uh, which would have made sense, but like, yeah, it like scared the shit. I mean, I'm talking about it pretty calmly now, but like I legit thought I was gonna die. Uh in my office of all places, which made it even more depressing. And I'm pretty sure I scared the shit out of my boss. He actually waited he texted me at like quarter to five. He's like, yeah, I'm going to go out and sit in my car. There's too many people in here now. I'm like, what are you still doing here? <laughs> like I've been back here for hours, like go back to work, man. Um, so yeah, that threw a, that threw a wrench in my, I was going to play a bunch of uh, Adventures of Link uh, Monday and Tuesday and get that thing done. And oh my I went gosh, right to bed after I got home. And then now yeah, no, I got this new uh, uh, Garmin Fit watch. That's what he recommended. He said that he said with this SVT thing, some people just have one and never again. Like it, it's not like lethal or anything, but it can wear on your heart if you have a bunch of them and you need to get on a treatment plan. So I'm supposed to have this so I can have a record if it happens again. So I have a heartbeat monitor now. Um, yeah, it was nuts. It, you know, a lot of times I complain about Mondays, but that might have been the worst one I've ever had. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, I would say so. I would say so. Yeah. <laughs> Ugh, dude, that's, scary, that's man. crazy. It was nuts. And like, I'm, I don't, and I will start going to get regular checkups now because of this, but I'm not a regular checkup guy. I'm also not a take me to the doctor guy. So for me to like kick in the door and be like, dude, we got to go. It was, it was legitimately scary. But yeah, luckily, essentially, it seems like maybe a flu, 
still not a reassuring answer, I don't think. But to his credit, the doctor said like doing the next round of like deep dive tests would be extremely expensive and probably not necessary. So, so yeah, I'm on a if it happens again sort of thing. But I'm so I, surprised I'm, that you didn't complete any games. <laughs> I know, right? Jeez. I should have had my if I only had, had my switch, switch when I was in the ER. I could have probably knocked that thing that out. That should be on the next commercial. Oh, I'm dying. I got my Switch, and I can play some games. Breath of the Wild, because they'll still push that forever for fifty nine ninety nine. Yeah, yeah. So it's been a weird couple of days since then. Because, wow, like, man, I'm a I'm a coffee dude, and like I'm so terrified to drink caffeine after that. that yeah. like, I've just had headaches for two days. I think tomorrow I'll be finally weaned off. But... Wow, that's crazy. It's crazy, but it worked out, I guess. Nothing with like blood pressure or anything like that, really. No, that all came back wow. fine, which was good. Because that was the other thing I was, like, severely worried about was, like, oh, maybe I got a blood pressure issue and, like, I'm about to stroke out here. But they said the rest of my stuff was good. I mean, I guess I should go get, you know, probably a, just a normal physical, too, because I'm sure they didn't run everything, like, cholesterol and stuff. But, mm -hmm. yeah, it was, it was wild. Wow. If you're just tuning in, we... We just welcome you to the weekend rental medical podcast where we want to share all of our medical issues. Tell us about you. your near death experiences. Oh man, dude, that's crazy. Yeah, it was fun. That definitely yes. makes us a retro podcast though. If we're talking about issues like that, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I didn't think I'd have to talk about that until we crossed over to the 40 barrier, but you know, <laughs> yeah. uh, whatever. I'm, I'm a little hypo, so I'm going to be like, uh, I got to get my Fitbit on. I got to check my pulse all the time. I'm going to die. I'm close to Ryan's age. I'm going to die. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was funny. I think I, I think I really just genuinely scared the crap out of my boss because even today he like jabber messages me in our messaging system at like 8 30. He's like, oh, by the way, I'm working from home today. I didn't tell you. I'm like, yeah, that's. That's fine, man. He's like, yeah, but Tim's up there. I'm like, I know. Like, I'll be all right. Like, <laughs> oh my goodness. He said now I look like dad. Now you yeah. gotta utilize it. So <clears throat> I feel so bad. I could really yeah. use some cookies and Gatorade. I'm feeling feeling a little woozy right now. <laughs> a little right peckish. I got this. <laughs> Sending interns out running them. <laughs> he needs coffee now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so I'm gonna wow. use that as my I'm gonna use that as my excuse for Link. But by the next podcast, I want to have Adventures of Link done or Adventure wow. of Link. Is it Adventure or Adventures? Adventure, right? The Adventure, I think. The Adventure yeah. of Link. Yeah, yeah. I'll try and get through it. I was kind of regretting not putting it into my AVS and seeing if I could get a no death code and just walk through it. Oh, because. That's I'm already at, I'm already at the point where I don't like respawning back at the freaking yep. princess every time. Oh, it gets worse. Give it time. Get past that mountain. You'll you'll hate that over and over and no, over again. I I spent like the Just last forty five minutes in that in that uh, maze there because I I got to the action screen where the birds drop down and then they they'll keep looping and you'll get two HP every time you kill them and they won't stop. So I just sat there and grinded out like six levels, uh, just endlessly smashing these two HP birds, which is kind of brutal when you reset to a thousand and you're like, all right, I got to do okay. this this many times. <laughs> yeah, there was <laughs> so sucks. many with the lack of uh, upgrades and health and stuff like that. You find somebody that one 
thing that is dropping stuff and you just keep on respawning. You're like, I need help <laughs> yeah. just to get through this. Oh man, yeah. that's crazy. So I, I did the polar opposite, uh, Mr. Ryan. So when we were talking last podcast, we, I completed adventures of link asking for advice where I should go. You said Metroid prime on GameCube, and I played the polar opposite game. So I decided to jump into donkey Kong country. Why? I have no idea. So the original, yep. On super Nintendo. And, uh, so that that's another game that I haven't completed. Everyone talks about, you know, the, that, that series I've gotten to the snow level. And after I thought I was actually pretty close to the end of the game that first time, I don't know, this was quite a few years ago, but I apparently not. There's a lot after that. And it just was, I got to that same point. I think there's, there's a point in Donkey Kong Country with the snow that's that's going down diagonal. It just messes with your eyes so much <laughs> that you find yourself like tripping out because you're you're staring at that stupid snow and it never clears up until the very end of the level. And I think that's always been my deterrent. And um, but I finally made it through Donkey Kong Country, which was kind of interesting. I think it was fun for me to complete a game because my wife was actually interested and anybody knows my wife. She is the polar opposite of video games. Did you guys co-op it? She, no, no. She just wanted to sit and watch. She actually has quite a, quite a few memories uh, of Donkey Kong country because her daycare had Donkey Kong country and that was the only game they had. And so she was actually walking me through a ton of things. So it was kind of fun where she would remember, okay, this is what this is, you know, it was weird having my wife walk me through a video game. Um, but it was good. I, I liked it and I liked it so much that I moved on to the second one and the difficulty has increased exponentially. And, um, I think the better game though, level design wise, I think two is more balanced. Yeah, I, I think the the intro, just the year it was released, I think that threw me off. I I don't know. I feel like 1995, that was kind of Super Nintendo at its finest, I'm sure. But for some reason, I was like, 95, that seems so late in the, I don't know, I'm so used to NES and 80s and ni- early 90s. So to see something at 95... As a sequel, I figured it was towards the end of the lifespan, but um, no, I've got another sequel after that, even. Yeah, and maybe I'll give that one a go. I I didn't even know that Andy and I were talking prior to the podcast, and I didn't know there was a third one. So I'll have to. Um, that I think one's it's on the Switch. Yeah, that one was that one was like I feel like the sixty four was either out or about to be out. Yeah. The third one's the only one I haven't beaten, not because it's not fine. I mean, it's definitely not as good. It's just that I just, it, it's, I didn't like the characters as much. I was kind of on a mission a couple of years ago, uh, like five years ago, to go through them all and beat them all again. And I, same thing happened again. I got one and two done and then got like probably three quarters through three. And I just fell off of it. They can be a grind. They can be a grind sometimes just with certain things. And, and there is, 
you know, even well, in the mine second, car levels. Yeah. Oh yeah. But the second, even the second Donkey Kong, you know, there's things that aren't very clear on what you're supposed to do. I told Andy, I was, you get to the level where you have to jump on the balloon and drive the balloon across and, um, you know, around the, the bees and all of that stuff. But I thought you used the balloon as this launch pad. So I kept on jumping on the balloon and launching to my death. I didn't know you just stand on the balloon right. and fly it over to the next one. So I don't know how many times I died over and over and over again. But I I, nice. I learned. I learned that I suck at games. So. Have you figured out the best uh, secret yet to Donkey Kong 2? If it's going to help me win, I'm interested. It will help you win. So every time before you hit the end goal, you switch to Dixie Kong so you can hear that fucking sweet guitar solo. (laughs) Every time. (laughs) Never end a level with Diddy. It's not worth it. That rap sucks. Because he holds the boombox on his his shoulders. Not as as cool. That's funny you mentioned my son. So I did do a Dixie and she, she did the guitar thing and my son just walked right in and he was like, okay. And just like turn around, walked out. Like, what kind of games do you play? But, no, those are uh, great. I mean, the third one's questionable, but it's still good enough. I, I don't think I've beaten any of the original ones. I've beaten both of the Wii ones, okay. which are okay. also very good. That's but, impressive because that Tropical Freeze is hard as balls. Yeah, that one. I took, really like Tropical Freeze. I really like that one. Yeah, I stopped at the Bat Cave level. That giant bat thing. I just oh. walked away and I never picked it back up. Wow. Yeah. It was hard. The first one, the first Donkey Kong Country, I just, the design is very intentional. You know, playing as Donkey Kong, just being clunky, kind of slow and heavy. You can just feel it. I don't know. That sounds dumb, but you can kind of feel it in the controllers where you're mm-hmm. just like, oh, come on, go. And so. You almost hate him right away, and then you find out, oh, I got Diddy, like in another character. That's got to be way better. And I just find myself playing with him the entire game, and don't need don't need that Donkey Kong. He doesn't need a title. That's because like half the time, I feel like you can do more pathways with Diddy Kong right. too. You know, plus that role is way better. Yeah, yeah. So no Metroid Prime this time. Maybe after I get through number two or number three, maybe I'll hit the prime. So I played a whole bunch of that. Well, my son and I played a whole bunch of that Super Mario World when that came out. Um, Super Mario 3D World with Bowser's Fury. Um, We started first thing, got the whole family sitting down, all four of us, and it was just the good old memories of me screaming at the kids, my son screaming at my wife. and. Nobody really having a good time in four-player mode there. Um, everybody's got a kind of a short fuse, but that was a good good time to revisit that. And then after we'd pissed off my daughter and my wife successfully the first night, Ryder and I decided to tackle the Bowser's Fury, which is, again, like we talked about, that completely separate segment. It's not, it's its, its own game. It's not like a full game, but... And I'm happy to report that like all my fears with that were completely wrong. And that was awesome. I think that's a very good foundation for what I would like with the 3D Mario because the individual like islands or levels are still very much designed with like a 2D 
direct path aspect in mind. You've got really just traditional power-ups minus the cat suit and some stuff you got from 3D World. And um, you eliminate that thing that is in so many 3D Mario games where when you pick up the moon or the star or whatever, it, it pulls you back out of the game and then you got to go back in and start over. It's just seamless. It's completely seamless. Um, and it's not perfect. Um, I will say that. It's got this weird mechanic where Bowser's obviously evil. You're teaming up with this uh, Bowser Jr. And um, it's kind of like, this is going to sound bad when I compare it to that, but it's almost like the day-night cycle in Castlevania 2. <laughs> so you're playing and then Bowser rises up. The screen turns into like a different theme, different things unlock. Bowser can destroy things. And you have to either outlast Bowser or send him back. And then you just the level just reverts back to like happy daytime. And uh, yeah, it, it's it's annoying in spots, but I found myself really enjoying it towards the end. I don't think it's an aspect that if they do this again, they should keep. Um, but it was interesting. And I don't know, it's maybe like 10 hours, right? This isn't like a big thing, uh, but we 100%ed it. And uh, I had a good time doing it co-op the whole time too. It's It's really, really good. I was pleasantly surprised. Do you think that that format hold, would hold up for a whole game? Like yeah. the amount of islands in, in the same world? And I mean, they probably wouldn't have the Bowser thing in a full game right. because that would get annoying for like 30 hours. But yeah, so I think they could. I think like if you were going to look at this thing, you'd say like, well, this is the equivalent to like the starting area of Breath of the Wild, right? Like in size. And it's, and it's not. It's definitely smaller. I think if they were going to do that, there's some issues with it where like, you're on that plesiosaur thing. Um, oh, and everything's cat themed. I don't think I mentioned that. Every enemy has like a cat skin, uh, and every everything does. Um, but you, there's a lot of open water in between. I think they could do it open world, but I think they would have to condense the areas and like bleed them into each other better. Um, and there'd have to be a lot more thought into the open spaces. If that makes sense. But I could totally see it being like, here's your water area, and like here's the foresty mushroom area next to that, and that. I could see that being done really well and really interestingly with Nintendo. Um, but yeah, I, I, they'd have to drop the Bowser mechanic for sure. It really did just make me want to play like a Breath of the Wild style Mario game, to be, to be well, honest. I was just going to say, is this, is it Wind Waker Mario? I mean, yeah. I mean, kind of. Light, yeah, kind of. That's, that's, like, that's a good separately. point. Yeah. And you're connecting to all of them via water. You do, after you beat the game, well, beat, you haven't completed it. Once you've beaten Bowser technically the first time, you get the ability to teleport. And that helps drastically. Um, but then there's some weird mechanics, like the Bowser thing is kind of annoying, right? Like he gets in your way when you're trying to get stuff done. You need him to do certain things for you, like break certain blocks only he can break. But I found myself, like you're looking for these like cat shines, right? And if Bowser attacks you and you hit a cat shine, cat shine goes to a lighthouse, lighthouse scares Bowser away. So I found myself towards the end of the game, or like even mid-game, just st strategically sitting on those. Because I'd look over, I'm like, I got like 30 seconds till Bowser's here. Like, I'm going to wait till he pops up, and then, hit, then I'm going to collect this thing, and then I'm going to move on. So it's kind of an interesting mechanic that way, too. But hmm. yeah, it was, it was really cool. I think they could, I think they'd have to really think out the level design to make a fully open world Mario game. And they'd have to make it more where you can explore and find secrets like they did with Breath of the Wild. 
because what's your, I, I just didn't really feel the incentive to explore like a lot of the outer edges in this. There just wasn't much in the way of crazy surprises, but this is more of like a concept, I think, than, you know. I think a complete open world Mario game would just be the strangest. I mean, it'd be cool, but it would be just extremely strange. I mean, I'd really recommend picking this up and trying it. I think you'd probably get kind of tantalized by the idea, seeing what they did here. Yeah, I definitely will. It's been on my list. I, I just really haven't been excited about paying $60 for games. So, um, it'll be on my list. It, it's not a, like a limited press, like no. the Mario, um, whatever the other one was. That's so certainly not sunshine. Limited either. <laughs> yeah, I see it all over the place. Definitely not limited, but where it's, you know, anniversary, not going to have so many, whatever. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah, I loved it. It was really cool. That's cool. Like, that's the thing. I I would just buy it just for that. And I don't know. When do you get it? Yeah. Because it's never going to go below $50. So. Right. Well, and 3D World is worth going through and 100%ing again, to be honest. I mean, that's a pretty fun game. Yeah. I, uh, I did kind of laugh that like, did you guys see the IGN review and some of the backlash on that? No. So they gave they gave 3D World like a um, nine or something like when it was on the Wii U. It was re-reviewed for the Switch and the guy who was reviewing it. And granted, reviews are all they're 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 not important. Uh, but it was just kind of funny because the guy gave this new package a seven out of ten, saying that the original game didn't hold his luster, and he took issue with the fact that there's lives in this Mario game. That's weird. Why why can't I just like have the coin thing or like the play assist mode in Odyssey? It's ridiculous that if I jump off the edge, I die and pay the consequence for that. <laughs> and I'm like, what are we doing here, oh IGN? Oh my goodness. And then and like so that that one irritated me. And then he made one other point where it was like, yeah, like it's neat having different characters, but when you look at a character like Rosalina, uh and she's just clearly so much better than the other characters, it kind of throws off the balance and I'm like Rosalina is the bonus fifth character you get for beating the game. She's supposed to be way better than everybody else. Like you're missing this entirely. Ugh. On top bad. of, you know, that's pretty much what assist modes are at this point, right? Just giving your right. character being better. Wow. That's yeah. And I just think back to, well, we just think back to our days, like NES, like you had to make that work like that. It wasn't a downfall that I died too much and didn't have enough extra lives in Mario. It's not the game's fault. At some point, you just have to take responsibility. Yeah. But, you know, know. Mario 2 came along and there were better characters than the rest in that one. So, yeah, all peach all the time. Yeah. And never play with Toad. No, he's the worst. Uh, Yeah. I don't know. I think there's probably some levels in that game where Luigi is pretty much <laughs> impossible yeah. to control, but... That's true. That's true. Yeah. Well, I uh, I finally finished up Control. Oh. And? and Just kind of slowly picked that up going through it, and it was enough to get me all the way through it. Um, there's a section at the end of that game where I don't know if it's good or bad because 
there is a spot where like you're in like a some sort of like old hotel and the walls keep changing around and you can't get anywhere until you get uh some headphones and then once you have the headphones you can listen to a heavy metal music song like the entire time and it shows the pathway through and it changes all these doors what the heck and the graphic what you're seeing on screen is awesome like it goes like full inception pretty much um but i can't tell if i like the song or not because it's like what you're seeing is awesome and i think that's like influencing how you like the song too but it's very much like a five finger death punch or <laughs> death punch like ripoff band okay um and yeah i mean i love this the, the section but yeah it's it's just so, funny how like a game can change like if i listen to that song i'd be like okay whatever man how but, does the music guide you with the headphones is it just like you can hear directionally where it's coming from or or, or what no it's just like a gameplay thing where you needed the headphones for the level to show itself you know so like all the walls start changing how would you know that and what if you didn't have headphones no oh no 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 so like you have to in game she gets headphones oh, from like the janitor okay. yeah. i was way more intrigued when this was like a no you need i thought this was like a metal gear thing where you oh, switch yeah, controller no. <laughs> ports or something no okay not, not quite that good but that's less awesome yeah but cool. but the but the section is really cool and by that time you're pretty much overpowered where you're like basically flying around but it's a it's a pretty good game uh it's a little weird at the end it's one of those things where you don't quite understand it, but and then you're like, "Am I supposed to buy the DLC to <laughs> know what what's going on or not?" But hmm. well, then you'll have the ultimate edition now. You just have to replay the whole game. Yeah, I'm right? not gonna do that. Oh, yeah. So maybe I should play it on PlayStation Four then, where I've got the ultimate. Yeah, it. I mean, the setting is really cool. Like just like a bureaucratic like government building, it's pretty awesome, but it gets weird. How many hours do you think it took you? Mm, Twenty maybe. Okay, well that's not bad. That's for an action game like that. That's about sweet spot, I think. Yep. Yeah. It, it's, all the good stuff is definitely toward the end, though. So it's like, well. Um, and then the other game that just got onto Game Pass was uh, Wreckfest, which is basically oh, yeah. like a demo derby game. And uh, just love how that game starts because uh, the first mission in it is basically lawnmower demo derby. Just people on lawnmowers and you just crash into them, wreck them. They fly off like the most crazy way. And it's nice. it's very entertaining. My kids absolutely love that. <laughs> So it's not too graphic, I take it. You're not seeing like blood no, and rain no. splattering everywhere. No, but I'm at least pushing, you know, an extra year or two before they're allowed to touch and go on the lawnmower. That makes sense. <laughs> that's a good. That's a good rule. <laughs> They've seen what happens. Yeah, they they enjoyed that part a lot, way too much. Where I'm kind of worried about it, but I've been wanting to download that. I've heard a few people talking about it. Um. So do you think the replayability is there or is it just 
you sit down, goof off, and then you're kind of done. I mean, it's the, the, it gets more into like just car racing after that mostly, which sure. is fun too, because you know, most people like me play Gran Turismo and you just crash into everybody at the first corner anyway. And then you're the first person because you had the inside your ear in first place. Right. Which is not how that game wants you to play the game, but this game is very much like, yeah, just if you see a bunch of cars going to the corner, don't break, just you know, crash into the <laughs> crash into the cars and cause more damage. Yeah, they're the guardrail at this point. Nice. Wow. Well, fellas, um I have faced an, a new adventure in my life, uh raising up a, a little gamer, my son. Uh, if you guys know, he he loves his Fortnite um, a lot, like most most kids do. And we ran into the strangest situation via Fortnite. So he's got a good friend. He's got he's got quite a few rules on Fortnite where he's only allowed to play with his friend or with his dad. And so he has chosen his friend, and they play quite often and really focused on leveling up and you know they're actually pretty good however it has now gotten to the point where they started arguing a lot while they're playing this game and it got to the point now where i've gotten a phone call from this kid's mom complaining (laughs) complaining that my son is not sharing the stuff that he pulls out of the chests for her son. What? (laughs) Yeah. So my, my son has popped open the chests. What do you do? You take everything that you want because it's your chest. And she's like, well, He's getting all the good stuff. And I'm like, because my son is hunting for this stuff. Yeah, you go in a different direction. You find your own chest. Yeah. So now it has has gone to the point where a parent is interfering because the game they don't feel is being fair enough. And so it's a very sad moment where I was like, just tell your kid to get good. I don't care. Tell him to go find another chest. There's a million of them in that game. And, you know, Liam, he understands the rules where if you pop up, open a chest, you don't just go, you know, if someone else opens one, you don't take their stuff until right. they go through it. That's just unwritten rule. Bro code, right? Bro code. Unless you're playing with Justin, formerly, well, of Weekend <laughs> Rental Podcast. He, uh, he will always just loot everything out from underneath you. Yeah. So that was, that was such a weird conversation to have with a parent that they're like, you understand this is an issue. And I'm like, there is no issue. Do you want to hop on Fortnite right now and I'll teach you a lesson? <laughs> like, where where do you where do, what do you do? And I, I was trying to go through, you know, I think as as adults and parents, we go through Rolodexes in our head of situations that we had as kids and and how parents dealt with certain things. I'm like, did we ever deal with something so ridiculous that someone I, is gonna call because you're not sharing in Fortnite? What I think the, the real the real issue here is your your son's friend is a little bitch. <laughs> I think is what's happening, and he's complaining yeah. to his mom because he feels like your son's finding better loot, which is not your son's problem. 
if he's finding better loot. Right. One, it's completely random. But right. I did find myself. So this kid does create some issues where if he doesn't like something, he'll just hop out of the game or whatever and just play this stupid game. And uh, so I decided to jump in and not play with any headphones. My son was away. This kid jumps in like, hey, we're going to play. And so I just I just started playing with them. And this kid started losing his mind because I was doing very stupid things like he's running. And then I just box him in and keep on running or, <laughs> you know, just stuff like that. Uh, taking his loot. Uh, what else did I do? I, uh, and so Are you sure you're not the reason she called? <laughs> I, no, this happened after where uh, I started just picking on this kid like <laughs> just stop like it's just a game just have fun with it and so we were getting to a point where getting close to the end maybe top 12 and i just start like staring at him and just shooting him over and over and over again just drawing all this attention and uh and then sure enough he just jumps right out and then gets you can hear him like, stop shooting me. Stop shooting. Me. Like, oh, my gosh, kid, get tough. And uh, yeah, so my son got on. He's like, you understand that you were playing with my dad and he was just messing with you. And he's like, oh, yeah, that was so funny. And I'm like, no, you're a little punk. So <laughs> nobody likes you, kid. So that was that was my weird like weird situation. I've never had that and I never will have that again. But well, parents welcome out there, to Biff's be tormenting to other it. people's kids' corner here. Heck yeah! I love <laughs> the solution was like down. I'm gonna hop in there and make it worse. <laughs> right, right. We're gonna we're gonna break this friendship up very fast. <laughs> may Biff not have been a... may not have been a proactive approach. It's hilarious though. I like it. So done with that. And can he share? Can he share what's in the treasure chests? No, you will not. <sighs> Your first of that thing, you open it and you go. That's the end of it. Bro code. You guys want to talk about the Nintendo Direct? No. Or, as I like to call it, why did you have a 50-minute Direct? Oh, yeah, that's a better name. Yeah. That, uh... I had some expectations for that. You know, the fact that they set the clock at 50 minutes up front. We know it's the year of um, Zelda. You know, I really thought we were going to get the Breath of the or Wind Waker, Twilight Princess, um, Skyward Sword combo thing, all, you know, sort of the 3D All-Stars. And I just kind of watched that and scratched my head and wondered what they did that for. After it this just, long, too. Right. You know, and it's sad because realistically, the series, Microsoft series consoles and the PS5 are still, they're still kind of like this fringe thing. You know, people are struggling to get them in their homes. All Nintendo really needed to do was come out and give us like, tell us when Banana comes out this year. Tell us when uh, Breath of the Wild 2 comes out this year. Give us one more banger. It didn't even have to be Metroid 4. And this would have been the year of the Switch. Even though they're lagging behind hardware, there's more exciting, arguably, consoles out there. They could have just nailed it. Instead, I just 
kind kind of sat there scratching my head as to what I just witnessed. But does it really surprise you? I think given the length of time and just the yeah, I think so. I mean, it been it been almost two years, right, or a year and a half. I think it it, it is kind of shocking. But how many times does Nintendo disappoint you with directs? To this extent, I don't know. So if ever. Maybe the launch of the Switch. That video is pretty disappointing. Uh, that video. Yeah. The unveiling. I think this one was extra. I mean, it was. It's hard to fault them with COVID, you know, like. Right. Pretty much everything is going to get delayed. So, like, what do you do? But at the same time, like, don't set people's up for that where, hey, I'm the Zelda guy. And then, you know, everybody's like, oh, Breath of the Wild too, And he's like, no, that's not why I'm here. Yeah. Or, you know, start Splatoon 3 like that, like out in the desert and walking in the desert and then be like, oh, no, it's it's just Splatoon. Yeah, you know, like, I thought, yeah, I thought there was going to be like a whole single player component on top of that. Yeah. It's just like all these, like, they're setting themselves up to disappoint people. It's not necessarily <laughs> their own fault at that point. And then I love how they had to justify anyone wanting to play Skyward Sword again by like saying like, look, this was the game right before Breath of the Wild, which everyone <laughs> loves. We couldn't have done that without the work that went into this game. So, and, you I love know, how and, they brought up the stamina thing like, oh, yeah, you know, the stamina thing you love in Breath of the Wild. That was it. <laughs> <laughs> I know it was hilarious. And, and I'm honestly I am genuinely excited for that. And I think like most people. Um, even avid gamers who owned Switches or Wiis, most people never bothered to play this game because we all fell off of the Wii before the Motion Plus controller even came out. So I never owned a Motion Plus. I owned this game. had no way to play it until quite recently, to be honest. So I'm kind of looking forward to being able to get a better looking version of it because I've always been interested in it. It's a polarizing game. People either love it or hate it. And I'm looking forward to not having to use motion controls Although I'm curious as to how you play a 3D game where your camera stick is just sword slashing. So I'm, I don't know what they're going to do with that. If it's going to be like shoulder buttons to toggle camera. but That would be weird. I know, but it's still better than this. Yeah, I'd rather. You know. Air drumming? <laughs> air drumming, yes. Nobody could see that. It's so much audio better than podcast. air drumming. I'm getting those. Trend. I'm getting. Oh, sorry. I was going to say I'm getting those Joy-Con though. Those look sweet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, mm-hmm. they just like say, "Here's your bird, go," because right. the the whole sky island of that game is goes on forever. Also, do we need more people? I mean, I'm glad that they're not Breath of or um, what is the strategy game from Nintendo that I'm blanking on? Fire Emblem. Fire Emblem, yes. I'm glad we didn't get more Fire Emblem Smash characters, but you <laughs> but gave us two same. more characters with swords. I, I like it. Just needs to be called Super Sword Bros because there's like half the roster now. Sucks. That sounds like it'd be a different type of, different type of <laughs> video or game. <laughs> it does, it does. But like, it's so just like I just pissed my money away in the second expansion pack. I mean, Steve is the only one my kids care about, and the rest of these have all been just trash. Not not pleased with that. We so got one, one more, more left. One, one more. more. 
it's probably going to be animated dog shit at this point. So we're going to get it. It's the emoji package. You think they'll do a third one? No. Probably well, not. I mean, I, you never say it ever, but I doubt it, right? Yeah, I I can't say that they didn't show a lot of interesting stuff. It was staggering how much stuff they showed that's come out on like so many other consoles before, though. Like Stubbs a zombie on Switch. I guess that's cool. Ninja Gaiden again. Like they 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 already made like so many like point well, like one point five versions of those Ninja Gaiden games that like it's just absurd that they're getting a whole package again. <laughs> yeah. Um they're great. I mean for the most part. The last one maybe not so much, but yeah. But and like it, all the RPGs from PS1 just upgraded. It's like, well, okay. Yeah. Yeah, there was no killer announcement. I mean Mario Golf, sure, whatever, but I didn't walk away from that being like, hell yeah, you know, if only they had waited and then had a, an announcement for Diablo 2 remastered, at least that would have been like the one thing in there everyone could have been just like clapping for. But that came yeah. a couple days later. I always find it comical that people really take the direct as something just amazing and and. So we all sit here and we're like, it was weak. It wasn't that good. There was nothing to offer. And then there's people like, oh my gosh, Mario Golf. I can't believe it. <laughs> and like, just people that overplay it so much. Like, you know, not crapping on people on Twitter, but I am. <laughs> like, hey, what games are you so excited about? I can't believe this is. I'm like, nobody has even heard of that game and nobody cares that there's a sequel to that game. <laughs> and is that even a thing? You know, it's just, I don't know. People get excited for some really strange things. Did anybody understand what the hell was happening in that one game? I can't remember the name of it, but it looked like a, uh, it looked like mirrors edge meets first person shooter, but with cards like where that, Oh yeah, that one looked kind of cool, but I don't yeah, know how like, you what play the hell it. was happening? Right, ah, that was bizarre. Like freaking flying through those levels, like whipping out cards. I have no idea what's going on. I feel worth which it. Is, which is kind of weird that like is that like card cards in games have become so popular that they're just like replacing attack like actions in an action game now. Like, <laughs> ugh, you use them as ammo. Yeah, I wanted to make a drastically direct out of that, but it was too weak for even that. I didn't have the energy. I mean, why do why do why does everybody build themselves up? Like, how many have there been that have been actually like surprising? Two or three, maybe. The Link's Awakening one was good. First couple were all right. I can't even remember that far back. I don't remember what the first couple were. Yeah. I feel like it was just a constant Splatoon <laughs> commercial. Uh, can we touch on Splatoon 3's logo? And I, I appreciate that they changed the three of uh, squid from pink to yellow, but it even looks more like genitalia now with the three. <laughs> it looks like a ball sack with the... Oh, just, no. I just have to point out how much not better that is than two. At least they got the color right, I guess. <clears throat> it was interesting. I 
I don't feel like that what landed like they wanted it to. Yeah, I can't. I can't imagine. Uh, I I want them to do more for Breath of the, or like Zelda too. Like I want to see how they're going to celebrate it. Like I was really hoping they would drop that, but maybe because they're still in the year of Mario or whatever. Like technically that hasn't like ended. You know they haven't pulled mm. that stuff off the shelves. Maybe we'll see something like March or April. But who knows? It would have been nice if they would have just thrown all three of them in instead of. That's really what needed to one. happen. Yeah, that's really what did need to happen. It would have been probably one of the best bundles they'd ever put out next to, like, I mean, Metroid Prime Trilogy. Like, that one's pretty legit, too, but that doesn't hold a candle to Zelda. They're going to make Ocarina of Time, like, remake it, right? I mean, like, I don't know why they wouldn't. I feel like some that's a no-brainer. And I feel like the Zelda Game & Watch is going to have to come out because we've already invested the money to like have the manufacturing set up. All it is is like a plastic color swap and like a ROM difference. So why wouldn't you do that? I don't know. It is Nintendo though. So who knows? I do want that to happen, but hmm. I don't know. Yeah. At this point, it wouldn't surprise me if they do a DECA Sports remake <laughs> to celebrate the Wii. DECA Sports? That's a deep cut. Yeah, I know. They're going to be like, oh man, you know how many people appreciated this? The 10 in the office. We're going to totally remake this for for the world. We need it. And bundle it with Splatoon 1. <laughs> How would you ever return to Wii Sports if you're not on a Wii? I feel like they have to at some point, but the Wii is right in the name, so... Switch Sports. Limit Clubhouse Games has bowling, so that almost counts. Yeah. Almost counts. Yeah, isn't that strange to think if... Whatever the future is with Nintendo and systems, you know... When do they start remaking things on the Wii? <laughs> really, like, oh, you remember this? We're going to put this out and I don't know, the Wii Mini. What do you call it? The, <laughs> I mean, it's already got Wii in the name, so. The Wii Wii? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, the Wii Wii. Like, <laughs> yeah, what do, you, what do you do at that point? It just, I don't know. I think we're getting to a point where. Those systems, I feel like the GameCube really hasn't been celebrated much. Well, it's and, in collector's circles where it's overly right. celebrated. Right. And then the Wii, I, I mean, I'd just be curious to know what kind of Wii makes are going to come out of that. I don't think someday. You, like I don't think anybody wants to do it because they know like motion controls are like that ship sailed and sank pretty hard, right? For the most part. Hey, they got their money and they got out of there, though. Yeah. Well, they lingered a long time, too. Yeah, I mean, Just yeah. Dance 2026 <laughs> is still coming out on the Wii, but... Yeah. I mean, even Nintendo, like, even, like, what you look at, you know, Skyward Sword, like we were talking about, like, they... That was way after that platform was really on anyone's radar. 
crazy. Yeah, that's true. It's crazy. That was like the one of the first one games that I remember that they're just like kept delaying it to the point like, what's the even point? You know, nobody wants to play this on the Wii anymore. Mm-hmm. And you built the whole game around the Wii, so. Hmm. And that motion plus. Yeah. Very kind of an interesting story here. It ties back into gaming. So I listen to when I'm at work, I generally listen to podcasts in the background. I was listening to my career podcast. He's front man from MXPX. Um, and he was interviewing this guy um, in this band called Moving in Stereo that I'd never heard of on like Sweden or whatever, right? And they're talking about all sorts of stuff. Apparently he works for like a he works in a vinyl uh, manufacturing uh, business too, where they press vinyl, which is really cool. So anyway, like usually what I'll do if I'm listening to that podcast, generally if they're interviewing a musician, which he is, which I haven't heard of, I'll usually go over to Spotify and just like listen to it, right? Not uncommon. So I go over there and I listen. Um, and this movement in stereo band, they don't have much out. They're a pretty new band, like an EP and a few songs. And like, it's legit awesome. Like it's right up my alley. It's not, it's not, it's definitely punk rock. It's not like crazy, uh, you know, pop punk or like, skate punk it's just kind of more i don't know it's like punk with like good rock and roll sensibilities i'd almost say they're a little more like the mezzingers i don't know if you guys, you guys better listen to them but they're a little more like that and so i listen to it and i'm like on facebook just checking them out a little bit to see what they're about and like what the following is and like again they're still relatively small and they had posted um it posted that they were on the podcast so i commented i was like yeah this is great like i like totally dig the music. Like I'm so glad I listened to that episode. I'm like I'm gonna try and find some of this on vinyl because they'd mentioned that they had somebody who pressed the EP. So anyway, I order that and then I'm dicking around on on YouTube watching some of their music videos for the couple songs they have and um, then followed them on Twitter so I can keep up with future releases. It's usually like I don't know why, but like Twitter is usually the easiest place to catch if they're gonna put out a new album and there's gonna be a limited vinyl release. So, yeah, nothing, like, out of the ordinary. Like, if I liked the band or something, I'd do that anyway. Well, I wake up the next morning, and I've got, like, a couple, like, comments, you know, so I go through and see it. And, like, here I realized the band had followed me back, um, commented on, like, because I put one of their songs out there. I was like, hey, I recommend checking these guys out. And then I have a, a DM. I'm like, what? So I go and look at my DM, and I swear to God, it's, this is the coolest story. So it's the lead singer from Moving in Stereo. He had taken the time to like check out my profile and he's like, Hey, I see you're a retro gamer. Thought you might like this. And he shows me here he is holding um a European like NES box, like original system, like just looks awesome. And then on the shelf he's got these Thundercats figures and like He-Man and all this stuff. And I was like, No way, man. Like that's so legit that you would take the time to just check that out and be interested enough in this dorky shit to send it back. So I don't know. It was just kind of like this really cool story. Then we ended up having a conversation about apparently he was really big into figures like mask, toxic uh, crusaders, like all of that stuff. Um, Transformers. So yeah, it was really neat. And just kind of this cool story about how I, I love when dumb stuff in our hobbies come together. Like there's always these moments where it's just like you connect with somebody you would never expect over just this ridiculous hobby that we have. And 
put so much time into and it was awesome and then Nate's like you should see if he wants to be in the podcast and I was like mm. like that's that's a little forward but then I finally like followed up and like said something else to him I was like you know I have this podcast so he's got an open invitation we'll see if it ever happens but he said he'd be interested but he's busy which probably means thanks but no thanks which is fine that's what, that's what Mariah Carey said to me yeah yeah and she it was cool she did send me a piece of paper that uh, the police delivered hand delivered to me um so it wasn't a picture of an nes game no it wasn't it wasn't it wasn't it just all i want for christmas is a restraining order yeah i i mean you could call it that i just call it you know a fan page (laughs) so yeah right if you're out there (laughs) and listening to this podcast Well, anyway, oh, I thought it was—I thought it was a cool story. I guess. That is so cool. And the, the awesome. band's great, so check them out. Yeah, they're if, good. If, if you like them, so it's I, it's moving in stereo, just like you would think from the Cars. They took the name from the Cars song, so yeah. So I, I got it through through your Twitter, and oh, uh, nice. yeah, they're pretty sweet. Yeah, I have their album arriving next week. I think. Awesome. Yep. I know what Andy's excited about. Oh, yeah, what's that? Some VR news. Is that a thing? Sort of. I don't know. They, I don't know. Sony says, yeah, we're making a, a second VR thing with better controls for the PS5. But who knows if it'll actually happen or... They stated it was still like a year or two out, right? Yeah. I thought they were ditching the whole VR thing. Yeah. Didn't we just talk about this? Yeah, they kind of abandoned it. And uh, they, I tried to find if like it'll be backwards compatible with the old one at all, but I couldn't really find an answer to that question. Well, yeah, you wonder. I guess it will depend on what they do with the controller, right? Right. So, because I, I think that was like some of the speculation was the patents that were that Sony was putting through were showing a lot of like dexterity and like these controllers. Um, so you'd be able to like actually have hand movements um, if they were to do another iteration on VR. So who knows? I guess it's it's a pretty big step up from the Move controller. So yeah, but it's exciting you're... though that there might be something. Right. Yeah. I wonder if they can grow it though. Like you would think it's probably your next VR system is probably going to be a subsection of the sales that you got on this one. I don't know. I just can't picture everybody that bought it this time is going to buy that plus more, you know? I think if they put the effort behind it and like actually made some quality games themselves, but they did the thing that, Sony's always good at it is like coming out with these niche peripherals or things like this and then they just kind of drop it there or main consoles like the Vita yeah and just expect (laughs) it to like do good when they don't put any effort into it and like that's exactly what they did with the PS4 uh, VR you know it's just well intentioned but then you just let it sit on the back burner and okay what was the point I mean there were some really good experiences on there but it could have been a lot more. It could have been in way more households. And they never got the price down, which always killed it too. Yeah, that's true. 
it's still crazy expensive. Yeah. I mean, you can, it's the same price as a quest, isn't it? At this point. Yep. That's what I hope they figure out with the, if they actually release it too, is let's figure out how to get rid of the cord. I think that yeah. really needs to happen. I think they already said it's one cord going to the console and it's like, ah, oh, that's too sucks. many. One is too much. Yeah. I think there's room for it to come out and do okay. But yeah, I'm still with you. I still think in general, VR is just never going to be the mainstream thing. Like at least not right now. Like we've gotten as close as we've ever gotten it to being. And even when you look at stuff like how easy the quest is and how simple the PlayStation VR really is to set up and put on and get going, it still didn't, it still didn't take off the way it probably could have or should have. Yeah. I think it just, it all comes down to, you know, shutting yourself out, right? Like you're mm -hmm. going, you're shutting yourself off from everybody around you at that point. And there's just a lot of people that don't want to do that. Yeah, that's very true. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of tough when you're, you're definitely deciding gaming is not a social thing, you know, and you're, you're in your own world. Yeah. Although I, I never really tried any of the games that were co-op multiplayer. Like I know there was like some tactical stuff like that, but just never really got into it. There's one game that I really liked was I forget what it's called, but it's like a bomb. So the guy in the VR has a bomb in front of you, and then the person oh, yeah. on the screen has the manual on how to disable the bomb. Oh yeah, yeah, I've mm -hmm. seen this. Yeah, so that one's a lot of fun with two people, but it usually ends in arguing because <laughs> right. there's some yeah. sort of misunderstanding usually, but uh, I don't know. They definitely need to keep it backwards compatible though. Cause I feel like if you bring that out and then say, Oh yeah, all those old games that you bought they're they don't work, you know, that would be well, like, think about oh. how many more publishers you'd be able to attract too. It's like, no, you can continue to sell more of, the games you've made yep. and like you know fund your next thing and yeah yeah i think you'd have to you would hope right because yep. i'm assuming with the ability to get that camera adapter all your controllers must sorry i got distracted by biff licking his microphone <laughs> um i'm assuming all those controllers must also sync with the ps5 then right yeah i think to. so yeah so I would I would hope that they'd figure out a way to just do that. I don't know. I was excited to just hear that it might be a possibility. Yeah, I thought for sure they were not even thinking about it. Done. Yeah. Hitman VR looks really good, though. Is that the newest one? Yeah, it's just a mode. You can play the game in VR. Okay. Have you tried it yet? No, I haven't. I love Hitman, and I haven't picked up the net, the newest one yet, but uh, that VR mode, it's probably one of those things that it's cool in theory, but then once you get in there, it's like, ah, oh, this is, the movement makes you kind of feel weird, you know? And you're like, I right. don't want to play, but. Yeah, that's where I always have a hard time, is like playing more than like an hour on something. Yeah. And in a game like that, you're going to be devoting many, many hours. Did you ever play No Man's Sky in VR? Yeah, a little bit. How was it, that? It, 
it's pretty good. The movement, uh, it's kind of that too, where you get a little flush after a while. Okay. Um, and it's like really grainy, like the the graphics. Oh, sure. Are uh, really grainy. So I, I think they upgraded that on the PS5, so it looks a lot better. But I think that would help a lot with, with their new iteration. Cause, like that was always the problem for me with PlayStation VR is like that screen resolution is just not quite enough to fully like envelop you into a world yeah because you can always like see the the cracks you know yeah so you've been watching some television it looks like or at least some disney plus yes it's pretty excited they uh added the really old muppet show from the 70s onto uh, disney plus oh nice and uh it's really funny watching that because i mean some of them i think never came out on dvd or anything like that so like they just were didn't exist until now you know to see again but it's just funny watching something that old on disney plus like that and it's all like at the beginning you know it's always has the disclaimers like these were different times and blah 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 you know like (laughs) There's probably something offensive in every episode, I'm sure, at this point. But uh, and then all the guest stars, it's like, who is this person? They were probably famous <laughs> for this two months in the 70s, but right. Yeah, I'll have to check that out. I didn't realize they'd added that. I suppose it makes sense since they kind of rebooted it, right? Yeah, they did like a web show or they kind of made it look like it was, um, uh, I don't know, like it's like Muppet Show on Zoom. <laughs> the new one yeah i watched a couple episodes so on saturday morning <clears throat> my son woke up early as he does and he was watching tv i walked out very confused at what he was watching it was on disney plus and to me it it looked like muppets but not quite muppets from what I remember as a kid. And so, yeah, definitely from the 70s episode, they're in a bar drinking shots <laughs> and then and then they're dancing and fighting. And this guy's trying to punch this girl and then they would run over to the bar and have a shot and then like <laughs> go back at it again. And I was I thought he was watching something he shouldn't have been watching. I was like, what, what, what do you got going on over here? He's like, yeah, this is the Muppet Show. I was like, that is not the Muppet <laughs> Show, but it it definitely was. So different times for sure. Where now I'm looking through the lens of, is this appropriate for you? <laughs> and as a kid, we'd be like, this totally makes sense. Well, I think like so bizarre that like Muppet Show though, even the original like traditional Muppet Show was like an evening slot, right? Like it was always geared towards yeah adults. I mean, it was never like for children but obviously not overly offensive either i think that's why i really got into it because they kind of rebooted it in the 90s mm-hmm. with like i forget what it muppets tonight i think they called it yep. oh i don't remember that it was basically the muppet show again but uh we watched it a lot when i was a kid and it was it was one of those things where adults obviously found it funny too you know so it was a good a good thing to watch at night i guess But yeah, it's seen those ones from way back in the day. It was pretty funny. I think there was one that like 
Roger Moore dressed up as James Bond and he's like it's basically all about him beating up animals and animal cruelty and like <laughs> <laughs> nice nice I got to have a unique movie experience so um, a couple days after we recorded the last one Valentine's Day was coming up so instead of getting like candy or whatever for our kids uh the marcus theaters around here have been like running really good deals on like your private cinemas so like you can book a full they had a deal where you could book a full theater uh with a newer movie for 150 bucks private closed to you you can bring up to 20 people and then they're giving you a 25 dollar food voucher on top of that and i think i told you guys like the last time i went to a movie before the pandemic was sonic and that cost me like $157 <laughs> then. So I was like, that's a good deal. So I, I book it and like, I think it ruined me on movies forever because we were in the theater, just the four of us, dead center, dream loungers. They have the food ready for you. You just walk in and grab it. It was awesome. You can talk if you want. You can do, like, you can do whatever. It's great. Yeah, I mean, you have to wear your mask, which is kind of a bummer, but. Yeah, why would why would you ever go to a theater with people again? What's wrong with what's wrong with when people? you sent me that text message of you guys? I was like, Ryan's balling out right now. Like <laughs> it felt badass. It, well, I mean, that text with no context. You're like, <laughs> yeah, I got a private movie theater, no big deal. Yeah, I'm like, what the heck? So of course I'm like, so that. That seems a little expensive for four people. <laughs> and you and then you told me your price. I just that's yeah. a crazy good deal where Well and then think if you just it, brought it makes like you wanna do that. Yeah, just think if you brought like two families too and like split that down the middle. Like I mean it was still like I said, like it was still the exact same price I would have paid pre pandemic with the full theater. So wow. it was it was great. They're still doing it. Um but yeah. That doesn't even seem worth it for them. Right, but I would agree for their employees. And that's all they're doing, yeah. and they're cycling in like some older movies, like family movies in particular. And if you you can get those, like right now, you can go to Sonic the Hedgehog for ninety nine bucks. <laughs> oh, what so, a deal! I know, uh, I know. Cheaper than when you first yeah. saw it, yeah. Or you could just watch it on Hulu, but you know, either way. <laughs> also there, <clears throat> yeah, yeah. So we watched Crudes too. My kids were well. So this is the funny part: is like. My son sucks about doing anything that he doesn't want to do, which is pretty much everything. Uh, so when we told him, we're like, nope, we're going. We got to go shopping, get our shopping done Sunday afternoon. He just lays into it. He's throwing a fit. He's crying. He's throwing himself on the ground. He's moping, asking, how long is it going to take? Can we stop? And we don't, we don't tell him, you know. And we pull up to the theater and park. And I was like, okay, we're going in to watch a movie. We're like, aren't you glad you did all that bitching, you know? Well, I didn't say it like that. But so we get in there and like both my kids on like at separate times, either in the theater or after, like looked at one of us and said like, thank you. Like bringing it, which they never do. So they must have really enjoyed it. So it made me feel a little bit better about that. Also, made me want to slap my son, but still. Yeah, I easily would have been like, we're going in to watch a movie. You're sitting here <laughs> looking at your iPad, so peace out. We'll see you in an hour and a half. It's negative 30. Have fun with that. Hey, you know what? He made choices, okay? 
Uh, gosh, now I'm afraid to let him play Fortnite with you. I will destroy him. <laughs> I will box him up and take all of his loot. <laughs> so you, you've you been watching WandaVision then too, Andy? Oh, yeah. Have you guys watched any of that or <coughs> interested so, in so, it at all? So again, nothing has been prefaced for me. And I'm sitting down eating supper tonight and trying to get my son to sit down. And he's watching this thing. And I'm like, what the heck are you watching? It looks like the Brady Bunch. And I'm so confused by it. Yeah, we started the first episode where it's black and white. We made it like 50 minutes in. And I'm like, I know this changes from what this is right now. But I'm not in the mood to sit through this currently. (laughs) So we just, we shut it off. I I will try to go back to it, though. The, yeah, the first episode is rough because they are very much sticking to the I love Lucy thing, you know, but for what purpose? Uh, they're kind of like stuck in a TV show. OK, um, that doesn't make any sense. Yeah, it, it's it's a weird story, but it's interesting because every episode it's another decade later of, of the style. So like it's I love Lucy, I dream of Jeannie. Brady Bunch. And the, I think it goes to like one of them is like Malcolm in the Middle. And then I think the last one was like The Office. Oh. So they're all they're all like styled, you know, and yeah. shot differently yeah. like that. Well, now I'm a little more intrigued. Yeah. So I don't know what the I th- maybe this next one is the last one. I'm not sure. Um, but yeah, they do some some kind of cool stuff in there. Different ideas. There's one crazy spoiler in there that's nuts, but it's it's pretty good. I, I even if you're not like into the Marvel and superhero stuff, like just the concept of you know celebrating sitcoms through the years is kind of cool. Nice, check that out. It's been I, I have been meaning to get back to it. It's just I wasn't in the mood that day, and yeah, I got time. I might as well wait till they're all out now, right? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, the whole week by week thing. That's once you get on streaming and you can binge watch. Going back to that just sucks. Yeah. Although it's, I guess it's kind of nice in the fen- in the fact that you aren't like done with your anticipated watch in like a day and a half. Yeah, I'm sure that's why the companies do it too, because they want you know the word of mouth to be out there for months and months, not a week. Yeah, I mean, it's nice to get something fresh on Disney Plus. I feel like that is, there's a lot of good content on there, but that is probably one of the weakest services as far as like new additions. Like, right. man, yes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's just rough. Like, sometimes I'm just like, I should just cancel this and come back in like three months. Just they really it. should have done a, a slow re- a release, you know, where you throw good stuff out, but don't throw it all out at once. Take it after the uh, Nintendo online model. Like, here's a couple of our Disney movies, but now you're going to get, like, some Jellico games and maybe some Data <laughs> East. And we'll come back in a few months. Yep. Give, them, give them a little bump and they'll keep on coming back. Yep. Yep. <laughs> That's a terrible model for... Never mind. No, I mean, it would have... You're right, though. Like, it would have made more sense to, like, start with a good foundation, but, like, 
I mean, Nintendo or not Nintendo, but Disney, like all along our lifetimes has been all about the vault, right? Like, why didn't they just slowly release more out of the, you know, like they didn't have to do it all. Everything wham, bam. Right. Well, there's still some stuff that are technically in the vault. Like, like Dumbo and <laughs> Peter Pan. They're probably not coming back out of the vault. Well, I thought Dumbo I was on there, the but you have to be like seven plus now to watch Dumbo. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Song of the South, though, is probably forever in the vault. Yeah. <laughs> I think that one's probably not coming out. That never came to DVD, I don't think, even. No. I, uh, I Googled it or something, and then now all I get in Facebook Marketplace is people selling like bootleg uh, Blu-rays of Song of the South because <laughs> they've like, pirated it. You burn uh, it so you get a physical copy in your collection. Uh, that is uh, one thing I'm kind of excited for. I don't know if you guys saw like that CBS All Access is like switching to Paramount Plus. So they're adding like a whole bunch of new content rebranding. When I looked into the price of it, and if you pay, if you allow some ads and you pay up for a year, it's only like 59 bucks for the entire year. And mm. you, get, you get a lot of stuff. So and they're going to have the, like the new SpongeBob movie come right to that too. So yeah, a lot of the movies they said 45 days will be right on there. Something like yeah. that. So I'll probably buy that one. And then I think <sighs> I finally convinced my wife to drop Netflix, which makes me happy at least temporarily. Yeah. Like, we'll we'll, pay for like three months out of the year how about so even would stranger things even bring you back you think yeah i mean i mean it gets worse every season but yes i'd come back for that yeah i'd probably i'd probably come back for that or andy ask for your password (laughs) (laughs) oh god i mean i don't think people do that but just so the whole idea the whole password debacle I kind of have to circle back on this because I was listening to our last episode where I talked about the frustration with the Xbox code coming home from my parents' house where, as a nice gesture, my sister and I just split a new TV, smart TV for my parents because when they had their bedrooms crappy and old, we got a Moroku TV. Guess what I spent an hour and a half doing? Because <laughs> I had to remember their Wi-Fi password. I had to help my mom figure out her Roku password. And then we Full had circle. Netflix. Disney Plus and fucking Hulu. I about lost my shit. My mom finally, she's like, like halfway into this endeavor. She's like, oh, I had them written down in the fridge. I'm like, fantastic. So she brings <laughs> over the list. The passwords that were on there were nowhere near what she had been telling me to enter in over and over again incorrectly in these services. Then we get to Hulu and I'm typing in the password. I'm like, mom, this doesn't work. She's like, well, try, did you try an uppercase there? And I'm like, what are we doing here? <laughs> so finally she just turns and looks at me. And she's like, you're really red in the face. Maybe we should stop. I'm like, you think? Like, I'm just going like, to. I'm like, mom, I'd be less frustrated if this was a conversation I didn't have with you like every six months. Like, I don't See, know why really we're doing this. It's confusing for my dad. When he writes things down, I mean, this is no joke. He, he writes in all caps. Oh. And has always done that. So when you look at passwords, it's very confusing to know, is this caps? Is this supposed to be lowercase? <laughs> and so he has to walk through every single letter. And it's all up in here because it is all caps. It's the strangest <laughs> thing. So should so, like have a system where he like underlines the capitals or something. <laughs> yeah, he's he's done that forever. And wow. So all caps, no caps. I don't remember. 
Okay. <laughs> Sounds good. Have, have you taken a handwriting class? Have you thought about that? Uh, yeah. Uh, parents. It was, I just, I just had to laugh the irony of it though. Cause like I completely forgot we'd mentioned That's it. Right. Then I'm driving, I'm like 10 minutes from my parents' house. I'm like, Oh my God, we talked about this. That's great. This I did explains find the story from earlier too about going <laughs> right. <to the> yeah. <laughs> Wonder why I felt weird Monday. Uh, it, it turned out that my my nephew never did actually get Modern Warfare working uh, all along. So it, it was weird because like I tried to sign into him, and I don't know if it's because it's multi platform, but like his Xbox Live name is like already like a taken name within Modern oh. Warfare servers, oh. so he couldn't even join. I'm like, well you already paid for this plus like you're not going to switch profiles now. So I just logged in with my profile. I'm like, you can play under me all you want. Like I'm not usually on, but if it becomes an issue, I'll just call you until you need to get off. So yeah. hmm. problem solved. No, he's murdering people in warfare <laughs> or war zone. Glad you just didn't end it with now he's murdering. No, he's murdering. Yeah. He's in death hmm. row. Awesome. Mm-hmm. In the circle of Moves us all Disney Plus. <laughs> Everything this audio touches is our kingdom. I like it. It's a small kingdom. So the seven ears, including ours. Who's got one ear? <laughs> <laughs> I, can't, I can't tell you who has that one ear. Poor listener. I meant seven pairs. <laughs> <laughs> 14 ears, seven pairs. It's like that Def Leppard joke. What is seven arms is it like sucks? Some Pablo. <laughs> uh, Who's the artist that cut his ear of? Pablo Picasso. Van Gogh. Van Gogh. Yeah, Van Gogh. yeah oh. there we go. It was a Van Gogh joke. It was above your head. <laughs> so deep. So deep, Biff. Art history. That's really what this podcast is about. Yeah. Or You're, is. We're your medical art history podcast. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes I don't even know anymore. That's okay. Geek is a broad term, right? Yes. You can geek out about anything. Geekid.com. Wow. Good plug. You're welcome. <laughs> do you want to do the rest of the plugs and just take us out? Oh, Yes. I'll take care of those plugs. Well, friends, we'd love to hear from you. Let us know what games you're playing. We've talked about a lot of games today, a lot of news, a lot of good things. Uh, you can send those emails to weekendrentalpodcast at gmail.com. Make sure you're following us on all of our social media, Twitter, Facebook, not Instagram, because we don't have that. And you can find all things Weekend Rental at weekendpodcast.com. As always, friends, be kind. Rewind. Bananas. <laughs>